I had let it get to the point to where there were cash issues. There was, you know, customer complaints. There's all this. And a lot of people would probably say that that's an ego thing, right? Like an owner won't let go. Um, they won't pass on the torch. Like, I think for me, it's like, I don't know that I really believed that, you know, I was really worthy of somebody being able to come in and pass the torch on. And that if I stepped away from that as, you know, just an owner or a CEO. So some of your doubts and fears are basically thoughts of what other people may think about you if you do this thing that you think is right for you, right? That's why it's so important that you still did it regardless, right? right? Like most people do worry about that, but then they don't do anything about it because they're stuck on fear. Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like we don't care where you come from, where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. We created a text hotline just to add value to you guys as listeners. It's 435-515-3577. If you guys have questions, anything to do with your taxes, shoot us a text. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, Kilo G. What's up, family? What's up, friends? Guys, we have a treat for you today or for us. I don't know. It depends on whether he shows up big time today we'll or see. not. But we're excited to hang out with him over the next 24 hours. And uh, Wait, this goes for 24 hours? <laughs> yes, 24-hour yes, episode. this is a 24-hour episode. <laughs> we're, it's going to be long-winded. I, I don't have my mouth. You know, we're going to be so, recording on the run tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this, you bet, uh, yeah. Get him about 10 more water bottles. 10 more water gonna, bottles and a Mountain some, Dew. Yeah, yeah, and a Mountain Dew. For real. You know. um, Andrew Ammons. You know, we met Andrew in the Arate Syndicate three or four years ago. Uh, we vibe with each other ever since, right? Kind of sure. staying in contact here and there. Um, he came up to come get some on a run tomorrow. Right. I'm in it. Um, in it to win it. Mm-hmm. You know, he hit up, uh, hit us up and said, yo, I want to come to Utah, get a run in with you guys. Initially it was 30. I don't know. He's talking about some 20 miles or something tomorrow. So, so listen, bro, I you, don't, you, I don't know whether we're doing 20 or 30. We're just going to kind of know what I've out. got. You don't know what That's, I've got. I want to know what's up your sleeve, bro. So, right. you know, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll let him know, uh, tomorrow. Watch the story. Oh, I guess so this ain't even going to come out for like a week or two. So tomorrow, don't watch the story So don't tomorrow. watch the story tomorrow. It could just be random ass, regular ass stories. You could have caught yeah. this and it was awesome. And, yeah. and they know before we know, right? That's yeah, right. they'll be watching the stories no. yeah. tomorrow. And then this episode comes out next Tuesday. This is so. like my problem with daylight savings time. I just can't. When, when time changes and my routine and things like that, oh. I, I can't get it. So now you're talking about the Instagram mm-hmm. story versus this. The, just, well, I plan on having some fun with you and a lot of misery. Yeah. So you really get to know yourself and your homies when you're in a lot of pain and misery together. That's right. So uh, me, Kel, and Blue <laughs> ran, you know, 20 miles or so together. What was that, a month and a half ago? Yeah, probably. Something probably like that. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, see how, we'll see how far it we can drag It was enjoyable, dude. Honestly, I was like, because I hadn't ran over 13 right. in my training for the marathon. And then Trev's like, let's get they were actually going 30 and he's like, come up and get 20 or 30, whatever you want. I was yeah. like, I can do 20. I got to see what that feels like. But yeah. dude, you were looking when I got good done, I was there. like, you were looking strong. You had more left. When I got done, I was like, so you only ran oh, 20. I ran 20 yeah. with them. Okay. And I was like, yeah. I got the marathon easy, but dude, yeah. for whatever reason. And I did some more runs before the marathon, dude, right af- at 20 miles on the marathon. I don't know if it's cause there's more hills on that course yeah. or what my shit seized up, bro. My freaking camis were like, I was like walking like the Michelin man or whatever, you know, it's like waddling, popping salt pills. And it, yeah. dude, it took me about two miles to like loosen them back up so and actually going. finish the last four. Yeah. I mean, it takes so a second. The last six miles were a grind, dude. Yeah, really? They were hard. Yeah. So um, we'll find some grind. Yeah. Tomorrow. This may be a little bit different though. You know yeah. where I'm running. I'm running in West Texas. That's flat. Yeah. Uh, we don't, I, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know what we're getting oh, into tomorrow. There's hills. <clears throat> they don't have eyes, but, um, but there's, there's hills. hills. Mm-hmm. No, there's hills. hills. Bring it. Um, yeah, <laughs> It'll be you, fun. It is enjoyable with people. It is, dude. Yeah. It's just it is. different. Yeah. So let's let's dive into business, bro. Let's do we it. know we're going to get uh, some running in, some pain and misery. We'll learn a little bit about ourselves and each other on that right. run. But let's learn a little bit more about each other right now. 
Um, tell them a little bit about what you're into because, you know, obviously business starts with one thing and then right. it morphs into the other thing. And then you're like, oh, here's a new opportunity, a new that, you know, and the idea really is to be like, okay, cool. I should keep my eyes peeled for new opportunities with inside of this opportunity, right. but at the same time, not get shiny object syndrome to the point where you take away from your main thing and start going over yeah, here I've and dating never this, done that. you know, never, never, <laughs> never, no entrepreneur that I've ever met has no. ever done that. No, you know? I've so, never planted a seed and then dug it back up. Yeah, it's never, 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 never. So let's, let's go into first off the industries that you're involved okay. in, you know, the businesses that you're involved in, what do you do now? And then we'll kind of dive deep and, and, uh, you know, look under the hood a little bit to okay. see if we can find a couple of struggles. I, I know that you're a guy that don't struggle much no. because you handle your business. But mm, yeah, you know, we'll see if we can find one or two. There's a couple of lessons like every, every single day. Yeah. 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 Like, so, yeah. Multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, primarily um, everything that I do now is an offshoot from starting in the service business and, and that being contracting. So I, I yeah. shouldn't say services, you know, that's, that's a pretty broad, broad. brush yeah. Yeah, to yeah, paint yeah. things with. Um, I started in um, actually landscaping, right? Landscape oh, maintenance. Wow. I didn't uh, know that. Easiest way uh, for me, lowest capital in to, to buy a truck, a trailer, put some equipment in the back of it and start mowing yards. I literally did that. And that and, was um, what? Five years ago, 10 years ago, 20, you oh, no, know, that was 15 years 15 ago. 15 so years ago. Was, how old were you when you started that business? Uh, I started that when I was probably 22. And that was a transition from what? Were you working as no, a landscaper college. for somebody else? <clears throat> no. So, so that's another place where I feel like I uh, honestly maybe had, had a little bit of disservice I did to myself. So I've never worked for anybody else. Uh -oh. And what I mean by that is like, as I've grown my businesses, I don't understand an employee's mindset. I don't mm. understand a lot of the formalities. There's a disconnect, There's a disconnect there. Cause yeah. for me, it's always been, you know, eat, eat what you kill. You're always on, you're always hunting. You want to work in the trenches with people who are like-minded and are totally sold out yeah. to the mission. And so I have a hard time still this day kind of connecting with people. I've become better, but yeah. connecting with people who don't have the same sellout driver ambition and, or and whatever it is. Right. Yeah, there's nothing wrong like that sounds bad. There's nothing wrong with, with people uh, who aren't that way. What's actually wrong is, is like I said, me having that disservice, I feel like I did to myself by not understanding. How to communicate with right. That's it. The individuals that, that are there to help you accomplish your mission and exactly. whatever their life mission is, obviously. Exactly. They're there for a reason to put a food in their mouth or roof over their head. But, right. you know, that was something I struggled with early on too, is like, and it got to the point where I would manage people out the door because you would create such high expectations for these individuals. And then you would, you know, freak out what the, you know, yeah. because you have an internal bias of what performance looks and you like. you always branded it that they don't care. Yeah. Like for me, it was always, I jumped to, it was never that they didn't understand. It was never um, a, a mismatch of values or anything like that. It's like, I took it personal. Like they don't mm. care. They obviously don't care or they would do what needed to be done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's really not the case. The case. Yeah. They're showing up and doing what they're what they were asked to do, right. um, but they also aren't asked to have an entrepreneur's mind. Right, that's and not what they, they signed did, up for. Then they wouldn't be working for. And them, I thought everybody in, in, who was working signed up for that. Yeah, you know, when well, I was young, when I started. Yeah, yeah. well, that's a hard lesson, <laughs> right? That I think a lot of people in entrepreneurship has had to learn. How do I uh, accomplish the big mission and the big goal with? a B and a C player, maybe not an mm -hmm. A player, which might be the business owner. Right. right. Um, and everybody has their place and everybody can bring value. It's up to you, the coach or the business owner Absolutely. to put those individuals in a position to win. And that's something that we're doing uh, and ongoingly uh, doing is continuing to just analyze an individual and find their strengths and remove some of their weaknesses off of their plate and right. double and triple down on their strengths and say, okay, now you're in charge of this lane. You're in charge of systems and processes because you're so organized, mm -hmm. but let's have this person be the technical person and they can be on the phone with people because maybe you're a little bit more boring and dry on the phone, right. but you're great at behind the scenes, you know, staying up all night, mapping it out, right. you know, right? It's up to us to figure out what their strengths are and how it fits with inside of our organization, Absolutely. right? Which means you've got to have a very clear picture of what your organization needs, yeah. which is another yeah. thing that I missed early on, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, well, usually you find out through pain points, right? Sure. Of, you know, where you're hurting or struggling, you're like, damn, I'm missing something there. And then you find it and try to plug mm -hmm. that hole, right? Yeah. So started out in, in landscape maintenance, moved into um, uh, roofing 
commercial roofing type work. So how long um, were you doing the landscaping? So yeah, let's back up. So I started the landscape maintenance company. Well, let's, let's go even further back actually. So in college, um, I started out like the first money I ever really made was selling roofs for my dad. So okay. I was like, I was like a, a roofing salesman door to door. Yeah. Hailstorm hits, you go out, you hustle, you convince somebody that your shingles are better than somebody else's, you know, which is not fucking <laughs> same, the truth. Yeah, but yeah, same yeah. manufacturer. You, you, you that's know. right. That's yeah. right. We give certain warranties and our, our shingles are kept in a, in a weathered warehouse, you know, when we're all keeping our shingles in the same fucking place. But yeah, you yeah. go. You, so I started out doing that, made my first bit of money doing that, thought that I wanted to get into business with my dad because that seemed like a, a, a path worth pursuing, right? Yeah. We've made money in that hailstorm, done all yeah. that. Found out quickly, nothing against dad in that scenario, but I was too strong-willed, wanted to do my own thing yeah. and and had a vision in a way I wanted to do it. So um, the quickest, fastest thing I could fall into was was landscape maintenance. I mean, like yeah. I said, it's a truck trailer, very low capital to yeah. get into the start of it. Um, I think that I actually, my dad helped me weld the first trailer, put it together, and I was out mowing yards in Lubbock, Texas for um, you know, the hell, the girl I dated, I was mowing, I was mowing their yards, mowing my buddy's yards, all that kind of stuff started up that business. Um, and over the course of time, nine years, 10 years, um, I built that business from a residential landscape maintenance business into a commercial landscape maintenance business, mm. uh, brought on an equity partner who actually got some sweat equity in the business over the course of a vesting period. Right. Um, now we're getting really fast and fast forwarding here. Uh, but in 2021, they bought me down, um, my equity down to a, a smaller non-voting position. Um, and in which time, as I kind of stepped back from running that business, yeah. started a commercial roofing business. So uh, new construction, uh, existing. And that uh, was when? Uh, that would have been. So so it, it really kind of co-mingled. 2017, I was still partially operating the landscape business, had brought on that partner. Yeah. About 2017, really started the commercial roofing business. Now, all throughout this, every now and then I would go hustle roofs, go yeah. sell roofs. Like if I needed extra cash mm. for myself, my family, or the landscaping company, I'd go sell roofs. So I knew that throughout the whole Instead of getting cycle. a loan, you'd yeah. just go knock a few doors. See, and yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. I, di I didn't know about loans, loans. and this, that, right. the other. I've, yeah. I've, I've learned those lessons strap, the hard way. Build them. Yeah. That's yeah, what we've, we've done too. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've never, never went and took a bank a loan. loan out. If never. we couldn't extract cash from a credit card, we just didn't freaking do it. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I go hustle roofs if I needed that extra money for my family or whatever it would be. Um, started the, the, the commercial roofing company, um, ran it uh, for a long time, started to, to really understand the politics and the structure behind centrally controlled portfolios. Uh, of of commercial real estate, so that being like a a REIT or a, or a property fund, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, started understanding uh, all the layers behind that, and became super interested in that, and mostly super interested in coming from somebody who was knocking doors, you know, residentially, to later in life knocking doors commercially, like so talking to somebody at the senior living facility and trying to find my way, you know, to get to get in yeah, how many how many people you got to talk to to get to the decision maker? That's right. There's right? a lot, like, and, yeah. and and the people's name who's on the business card or the company name that's on the business card is actually not who owns that real estate, yeah. as you guys know. But yeah. I didn't know as just a starting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I didn't know yeah. that. I was like, gosh, you know, Leanne here, who, who's the <laughs> yeah. leasing agent, she's a really important person. Come to find out, as a human, she's an important person. But in not the grand on that scheme, deal. that's not right. On not, that deal not on that, that you're deal. You're trying to make happen. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so. Anyways, the, the commercial roofing business still takes probably 70% of my time. But from that, um, we, we've got some offshoot companies that have built some proprietary ways of yeah. inspecting and scoring, um, uh, building portfolios to where we put ourselves in a position of doing the CapEx budgeting on building envelopes for these centrally controlled portfolios. That, of course, has launched um, a, a real estate career, so to speak, where I've been acquiring cash flowing properties um, and then also have a real estate development that's going on right now. So uh, a little bit of everything that's but, awesome, but, man. that uh, started from landscaping. I do mm. have a question from the landscaping. Mm -hmm. So you bring on a minority partner like minority shares. Mm -hmm. How does he stack enough cash to buy you down? Does he go get a loan? And is yeah. the bank, is a bank loan easy on stuff like that? Like, because where there's not like a, it's not like a asset so back if, loan, if, really. If, yeah. if the business can cash flow the payment is, is my experience. Right. So um, I brought on, so the guy that I brought on actually was just, he was an employee and he was one of those guys that, that we clicked. Um, he quickly uh, 
had leadership capabilities. That he, was he was showing up. He was showing, showing up, up at yeah. a high level every day, and he earned his way into the fact that right. there was a thought that happened in your mind one day, hmm, this guy's an asset. Well, How do I keep him? And and that was that was a thought. Actually, it, it really didn't play out that way, man. The way it played out was, you know, we built a affinity for each other, a trust. I knew he had my back, period. Yeah. And there were plenty of people around me who didn't, you know, yeah, especially yeah. those that said they did but really didn't. And, like, we know those people, right? You can you, you see them. Yeah. But um, – it was it was less a play that I see so many people falling into and falling into maybe that's not the right way to say that but saying how do I retain this employee that wasn't the mindset for me I had worked that business for a decade and and I am uh, I can start a fucking fire like I'm a fire right. starter and I right. don't mean that in an arrogant way yeah. I, I can start the fire but if you let me manage something for too long I'll burn the fucker down too. <sighs> And so Me that's too, where I was with yeah. the landscaping business. Like yeah. I was about to burn it down. Yeah. And, and I looked at him one day and I said, his name's Ben. I said, Ben, I, I will let this thing die. I am so. You were over it. You're like, fuck over it. it. I don't yeah. give a shit. I, I, I Whatever don't. happens, I, happens. I will go do something else because I'm not going to put up with this stuff. And if, if you want to take it. You're an entrepreneur, bro. You need new and exciting. Dude. So I was like, if you want this, I, you can vest 20%. In the next 90 days, we hit A, B, and C, and you run it. Yeah. And that's what happened. He ran it successfully for, um, I, I would say, probably f- three to five years after that conversation. And then it came to the point to where I was holding majority of the business, but he was growing it, and mm-hmm. he was working his, his yeah, ass off. Yeah. He, was, his, he was invested in it, and it, it, it was just a mutual thing. It was like, dude, I don't feel good about – me owning majority of this business and you doing what you're doing. And I meet with you twice a week. Yeah. Um, so it, that, that's when the conversation came up, getting back to your question. Um, we assessed the value of the business uh, because we've got so much trust for each other. You know, it wasn't yeah. like it was a, yeah, we, we didn't have to go down that route. Right. Um, it wasn't bank, a hard conversation. No. It was just easy and natural. Cause you guys had a trusting relationship, right? right? Like yeah. how right. do we, how do we get this done to where I still benefit and you do too. And, for, and, and yeah. he gets to take it. Yeah. yeah he gets yeah. to go with it. So, um, my experience with it was, um, not, I mean, and not to divulge too much information, but basically the bank looked at it from, uh, Verde landscape companies, a landscape company was essentially the financeable entity yeah. that took on the debt because even after the, the acquisition, they were able to cash flow it easily. So the bank looked at it and said, this yeah. is a You're good deal. Good we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. Finance I mean, it. I assume that's how it was. I mean, just yeah. from loans we've gotten and stuff like that, but I've right. actually never done that. Yeah. So I wanted to know if it was like a major bitch to get done yeah. or if it, it was it like went, actually pretty bad. easy. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I guess Bro, that all I remember the... like back in the day, we, we just wanted 40 grand just to see if we could get 40 yeah, grand. Yeah. No. And we had Our like, cash flow that's way it was probably like, what was this? 2013 or some shit. And we were, we were making decent money uh, the business, but you couldn't get it there. No, they said no. They said no. And we had, <laughs> it was an SBA and, loan and, too. And, really? and, yeah. and that account that we had with them had like 150 grand in that account. And we were asking for 40 and they wouldn't give it. They wouldn't yeah, give we it. We just wanted to get a little money to pre-scale some things, some departments, yeah. you know? So we we're like, we could use our capital in the bank, but like if we can get 40 grand for super cheap, then let's just get 40 grand for cheap, super cheap and keep the cash that we have on hand. Just that's, that's one thing that I haven't really met many people like us, mm-hmm. not as many people like business owners do what we do in terms of the amount of cash that we keep on hand in our businesses. This is, this is yeah. Before, like, before we were recording, that's another thing I, I took huge, from a conversation with you. Huge. Like you're a rarity. That's like, that. like, yeah. I mean, I won't divulge how much, but we keep like heavy, billions. Like when we were struck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It starts with a B. billions, like, billions. <laughs> a couple bucks. That's right. B, yeah. B, it starts with a B, a few bucks, but not billions, you know? And so that, that's where I would give us a lot of credit is our, is our discipline and not taking when we could have made a yeah. lot of money, uh, way earlier than right. what we're making right now. But yeah. we just delayed gratification probably for another three, four, five years yeah. to the point where we have seven figures in the bank right. and our company is strong mm-hmm. with a, you know, we don't need banks anymore because we had that one experience where we tried to get 40 grand. And they said, no, it's like, okay, we're going to become our own bank That's right. and just stack cash. We're going to eat shit on our tax return because we get massive K-1s, mm-hmm. but we know it's going to come back full circle one day. And here we are investing a lot of money back into our business and it's going to come in handy when we, when we do what we're yeah, about to do. Is. So, yeah. but that's, it's, it was just weird. But if that's, I was going to yeah. buy you out right now, like, 
I'd have to go get a fucking loan, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And what I learned too is just recently with working with Devin, our new CEO, is like, um, I thought like getting your company evaluated was this like big crazy thing. He was like, oh no, you got to come in and do it for twenty five hundred bucks. There's yeah, levels to it. Yeah. There's actually yeah. like yeah, yeah. there is more ex- like if 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 somebody's going to deep dive ones that are something 15, like 20 that, grand, yeah. well, an outside yeah. party, right? Yeah, like an outside somebody, third party would a dig a lot deeper it. and not just look at the surface level numbers. So when you get ready to sell a like either a buyout, that's one thing of a partner that's like just ready to yeah. go or do something different, whatever. But then there's like if you want to actually put your business on the market, you actually need a pretty detailed like report on what your valuation is. And so those are a little bit more expensive. Yeah. I didn't know. Devin pulled me aside and was like, Hey, I got my buddy. So I'm going to do it for a couple grand. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm doing, I kind of want to know yeah. roughly what we're worth, you know, like our yeah, company. Right. So maybe hopefully it just doesn't go to our ego. Yeah. Well, we've gave, we did a vesting schedule with him too. So I'm like, yeah. I want to know what our valuation is because like, before you, yeah, you, you set know, this out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Depending on like JD might want to be like, Hey man, like I actually want to take a back seat and sell off more of my shares to more people coming on or whatever yeah, yeah, than I right. want to share or yeah. sell. So I wanted to kind of know what our thing is. But anyway, that's way yeah. off topic about talking about you, but dude. Listen, but I was curious you when you talk talked about, about that. But yeah, that's that's the story. Yeah, when I talk, when you're We're talking about your partner right. came and bought you out as a majority partner, I was like, man, I wonder how banks actually do that with the same entity, is, you know? but two different people that yeah. is giving money Obviously to the other person that both own it. Yeah. Well, and it, and it, it, it helped in that scenario that the bank that was doing the deal was Verde's bank. Yeah. So like they oh, know yeah, the yeah. cash flow. They know the business. So it's, yeah. it was a lot easier. I mean, honestly, it was uh it was easy. It was one of those and I, I would legitimately say now that the story of Verde is not a Cinderella story. Like it's not like we we had challenges that of course at the time seemed immense, right? Now yeah. it's kinda like yeah. laughable. Like yeah. I think thirty one of those yeah, things happened yeah. today. Yeah. You know? yeah exactly. <laughs> that, like would have yeah. ruined your month. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that's not that's not an easy story, but like that, you know, when you think of starting your own business and you yeah. think of generating wealth and that being like further, you know, than than just you, that was one of those scenarios because mm. now that business has had the ability to where a guy who came on as an employee now has that ownership, I believe. Um, he's got some profit sharing interest, you know, some, some agreements going out with his key team. And so, so it's but so most cool. importantly, yeah, cool. what he got was, or what you got was an individual that was motivated to grow the business when you were no longer motivated to grow the business. Right. And the business at that point came first. You're like, okay, what's best for the business, best for you, best for me. Let's just, let's resort some things out and let's discuss what we need to do here. Right. And I think, I think entrepreneurs need to do a better job in, in being real with themselves and saying, Hey, maybe they are a fire starter and they're good at starting things and getting it to 1 million or 2 million or 3 yeah. million. And then at that point, there's certain thresholds that maybe they get frustrated in because one, maybe they've been doing it too long. So they're getting bored and frustrated, or maybe they just don't know how to overcome a $3 million problem or a $5 million problem. Right. And that's their threshold. So maybe you do need to hand it off to somebody else that has the ability to deal with those problems and scale the business. Right. If your whole goal is scaling the business, let's get somebody in that can scale the business. If mm-hmm. you're no longer the man for the job, because right. your just heart's not in it anymore. Right? right. And that's what you did. Yeah. And, and, and it was accidental, right? Like it, it it ended up good, but it wasn't like a methodical thing that I planned out. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here's my threshold with the business. It was literally, I was, I was done with it. And I had, I had let it get to the point to where there were cash issues. There was, you know, customer complaints, there's all this. And, and now looking back on that, you know, a lot of people would probably say that that's an ego thing, right? Like an owner won't let go or um, they won't pass on the torch. For me, I truly believe, and it's something I still work with today, I think is a self-worth issue. Like, I think for me, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I really believed at five years into that business or eight years into the business that, you know, I was really worthy of somebody being able to come in and pass the torch on. And that if I stepped away from that as, you know, just an owner or a CEO, like, what did that mean? I don't think that I really believed. Your worth was in doing the work rather than just being Absolutely. an owner. Right. So you Absolutely. took more pride in actually the grind versus building a real business that has the ability to pay you a check without you having to grind. Right. And so, and what would friends, family, maybe not friends so much, but family and others, you know, think, you know, Andrew's sold his business and he doesn't show up to the office, you know, from from 5 a.m. to 5 or 7 p.m. anymore like that, that that voice inside your head that's like, bro. So some of your doubts really and fears you? are basically thoughts of what other people may think about you 
if you do this thing that you think is right for you, yeah. right? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that everybody goes through yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely everybody goes through it. But that's that's why it's so important that you still did it regardless, right? Right. right. Like most people do worry about that, but then they don't do anything about it because they're stuck on fear. And right? I think that, the, I think it's the people around them. And you know, you know, you've probably had this conversation a million times. You guys know this as well as I do. It's the people around you that love you the most that make you feel that way. And sometimes I think mm-hmm. it's out of your love back for them. Like you don't want to make them feel any certain way. And so you kind of like put a limiter on yourself. You're yeah. committed to the misery because you're committed to not wanting to let other people right. down, even though it might be a made up story in your head that you might be That's letting right. somebody or, else down and they might not give a fuck, That's but right. you think that they might give a fuck. So you say, <laughs> Oh shit, yeah. well, I'm just not going to do nothing. And now you're paralyzed in fear. Right. 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 So it's, and it's similar to a conversation like I just had with the ACR team, literally, I believe it was Friday of last week, where one of them, uh, they were talking to me about my time in the office, and it was a huddle where I was, I was sharing some financial figures, you know, where we're at, where we're going, who needs to do what, and um, one of the team members, they they basically told me like, you've got to get out of the office, like we, we don't need you here, yeah, and and you know, you you hear that, and that's easy to take that little snip right there and think like, oh, you know, they don't, they, Andrew's company runs perfectly. Um, he He's built something that the people don't need him and all that. Yeah. That's, that's not the case. What, what this person was trying to get across to me was your value to this company is being out, meeting people, bringing deals in, right. investing in other projects so that opportunities open up for us. You know, I believe her words to me exactly were, we don't need you behind those screens. We'd yeah. rather you be up here for two hours a day, investing eye to eye directly with us, helping us achieve, than for you to be here ten hours a day behind that desk in there. And yeah. this is just like recently. Like you'd think I would have learned my fucking lesson the first time, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> entrepreneurs are stubborn people um, in general. So. Because of their stubbornness, (laughs) that's why they become successful because they're so stubborn that they don't want to quit and give up. I'm just, I'm doing my fingers. I I was going to do like a couple of points, like point one, two, three, four, you know. So, and now I forgot what I was going to say, but entrepreneurs are stubborn people. So they're so stubborn that they'll see uh, their idea through regardless of the pain or misery that they have to go through because they're stubborn. So in that situation, it's an asset to them. Sure. But you're also stubborn in some cases to the point where you believe that you can wear all these hats or do all these things or that you don't have to, you you can't let that go or this go or whatever. And then you end up creating more problems for yourself than solving And for the people around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. When you start getting locked into those things. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's a, this is how I bring value. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you get your, you, the way you bring a va- value to your organization, the people around you has got to change. Like it well, evolves and you got to be ready to evolve with it. Um, well, we, we did, uh, we did breath work one time, you know, we've done breath work a, a few different times. Right. Um, and they have you write down a word or something, right? Like just one intention. Right. And, uh, it was, yeah, I wrote down freedom, right. That was just before we enter into the breath work or whatever. Right. And I go through the breath work and it says, you can't have freedom. And I was like, huh? What like, says what? that? Like you, your mind, like okay. you're going deep into your mind. Your mind sure. says you yeah. can't, you it's can't have, weird, bro. it like, is, it's a yeah, trick. Actually, you really like do it. tap into your subconscious. You tap into your subconscious <laughs> and you have conversations with yeah. yourself. And it said, you cannot have freedom. And I said, why? You have to have control. Control and freedom don't go together. Right. These are, these True are opposing. freedom is letting go of control and being okay mm-hmm. with whatever happens. And, yep. Right. And so at that point, and then I had another question. Well, why do I have to be in control? And then it said, you have the need to feel needed. So even though you bitch about all the problems, you actually, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you won't give up the things that are creating the problems or delegate that to somebody else because maybe you love the fact that you're still needed somewhere, mm-hmm. even if it's a, a painful need and it's a they're bringing you problems all the time, but at least you feel valuable as a person that you're solving problems, right? right. And so it's just this big mind fuck. So, so, so let me ask you this then, like yeah. what would happen if you weren't needed? That's the, that's the thing, right? So like, then, so like, then, then, then at that point I would have freedom, but then have you ever really thought about what you would do with true freedom? 
Right. We all say that we want freedom, but let's just say, for instance, you had it right now mm-hmm. and you woke up tomorrow and there was nowhere to go, nothing to, now what? Right. Like, and, and, and that's even a scary thought by itself, right? right? Like now I have to redesign my whole life and my mm-hmm. whole life was designed around business in order to get freedom. And yes. now you're starting to have it. And it's like, do I even want it? You yeah. know, like, fuck, what? Well, why don't we start another business? That's right. <laughs> you know, or like shit, this freedom thing, yeah, like it's hard. This is, this is tough. Problems mm-hmm. are easier than freedom. Yeah. Well, and so. I, and I asked that question because yeah. you, you were, you were going down that, uh, that, that conversation that Trevor had with Trevor. Yeah. Right. Where it was like, you ended up with one well, bad I, motherfucker talking to another bad motherfucker. You <laughs> at know? that moment, that's Just exactly kidding. what yeah, it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so I feel. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so, so you're not needed. Right. And, and this, that comes down to the fundamental, like, why does any human do anything? Right. Because yeah. you, you were able to go from freedom and you're thinking business to, okay, control to you identified. Well, if, if I'm in control, then I'm needed. Right. And if I'm not needed, then, then, don't feel then, then what I am, what am I? Like if, if I'm yeah. not needed, I'm not me. And if I'm not me and if, if I'm not worthy and you know, I'm not worthy, I'm not loved. So like we hold on to these things. We feel valued when other people need us. Right. You see what I'm saying? We get our value externally from somebody needing our help. Well, that's one of the six human needs, right? Significance, which mm-hmm. we've learned about, right? This yeah. is significance, right? So you, you're getting significance. So how do you balance it all? Well, you just, what? How do you balance it all? All of what? All of it all. You know, the fact that you want to stay in control, but yet you want freedom. You want to delegate, but you have a but tough time. But you don't time, want control, you, know? you want significance, right? And so there is, uh, there's some, some mentors that we've had who have taught us the six new human needs. And there's, yeah. some, there's some mentors that actually taught our mentors what the six human needs were. Mm-hmm. And so you think about that significance thing, you, you're always going to get it, but it's a matter of you getting it in a positive and empowering way or a disempowering way, yeah. right? And so being in control is getting significance in a way that is not so much empowering forever. Right. Yeah, so you get right. significance by giving, right. You get significance yeah. by impacting other people's lives. Ex- exactly. Right. For, so for, for a, in a positive way, right. right? You're going to yeah. get significance one way or the other. It's yeah. going to either be like the way I did it for years by me always being right. And me always building the systems behind the scene and, you know, being so important and sophisticated and how I handle, you know, my nobody outlet. can do what I do. This company <laughs> needs me. Da, 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 da. You, you're welcome for showing up today, people, because this place wouldn't be here. Yeah, you don't know, know how right. to manage outlook. Yeah. Yeah. tasks you don't and then all of a sudden you start stepping back and your business starts doing better you're like oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so the point is you get significance that way or yeah. you get it by impacting people and helping yeah. them win yeah right. um let's let's talk about some of the struggles right so we we know what you're up to we kind of we know the evolution of some of the things that you've done to get where you are today you're you're continuing to challenge yourself that's why you're up here to run with that's us why we're Push going yourself. to run 40 yeah. miles tomorrow uh maybe 80 <laughs> you know we'll see where we'll see where the wind blows you know if it's blowing on our back we might get 80 if it's blowing up front we might get 10 you know so yeah. we'll see we'll see we'll see what we're battling against but you know that's one thing that i do admire about you is your constant chase of you know, the best version of yourself. You're always challenging yourself. You're trying to figure out new diets. You're testing this, testing that you're testing how many hours of sleep that you can, that you can work with or without. Um, and really that's what entrepreneurship is all about is more so developing the individual that owns or runs the business than actually developing the business. Because as the business owner develops and gets greater, their perspective gets greater. And then the business by default gets greater, right? right? Like, it's only as great as the individual that's leading the, mm-hmm. the, the crusade, right? right? And so, um, again, I admire a lot of the things that you're doing and uh, where you're at. But let's, let's, again, look under the hood and talk about some of the struggles because, you know, we know that uh, you've been in business with your family. There's been some issues there. Um, I don't know if you're, you and your family are on good terms or, you know, sometimes. Depends on the this, day. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Today, I don't know, you know, so let me see. Yeah. It's the 1st of November. Let's see if the tech said, fuck you, or, uh, hey, are you coming to Thanksgiving? You know, like it's one of the two, but (laughs) uh, we'll see at Thanksgiving where everything stands this year. And and by the time the show comes out, it could be different. I don't yeah. know. I know there's yeah. some family businesses out there that have made it look great, but dude, behind the scenes, it's always hard. Bro. Yeah, it you is. I mean? It is. You're juggling relationships that are very, very, very personal. Mm-hmm. And business is already hard enough, let alone juggling the, a family dynamic with business. And if you, you know? can't, like, here's the thing, like a business, a business, especially for an owner, is a family member. Like it's, it's, it, you've got to be able to be honest with your, with your business, with your organization, with what it needs. 
And if you have an individual, a family member that's a part of the business that yeah. because of stuff that goes way back, you can't be honest with them, yeah. then you're doing a disservice to both. Mm. Right. And, and, and I've, I've, I've been in that seat and I don't, I don't want to jump straight into family, but to jump straight into family. Yeah. You brought it up. You don't want to, but <laughs> I want you to. Okay. <laughs> so please do. Uh, so um, where do you want me to start with that? No, I just did just the, you know, initially kind of how it came together and maybe just some of the normal struggles that you would believe anybody that goes into business with their family, even if it ends up being great and wildly right. successful and they stay together, struggles or struggles or struggles, whether they mm -hmm. stay together or not, there's going to be a lot of struggles that are very similar uh, to anybody that's in business with family members, right? right? And so well, I just kind of want to understand. And at the end of that, where you tell the struggles, like, what did that like solution look like? You know what I mean? Like, what if like there's the not conversations? One? <laughs> yeah, and what if there's like, no one? Yeah, yeah, you know like, what I mean? Kidding. But there's, but yeah. here's the thing: is like people listening to this because there's people, man. We all dabble with our family and business, especially mm -hmm. when we're the starters, right? right? Like you said, I'm a fire starter. It's like, dude, you start shit, you mm -hmm. bring in friends, you bring in family, very close people. But at the end of the day, um, fire. What can you do to prevent for someone listening? those resentments from festering and letting them go that far. Cause I'm guilty, dude. Like I let resentments fester way too far. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, some people need to hear that, you know, in your experience, like not letting that, yeah. that resentment get that far. Not to put a lot of pressure on you, but you can really impact some <laughs> lives. Here. So, uh, let me, let me, let me. So if you want to think about this for a minute, um, <laughs> press pause. <laughs> just can't, yeah. Just can't. So here's my, my experience is, is I always looked at people who had family businesses from the outside and mm. believed exactly what you just said, Kale, that like these people have figured it out. They yeah. don't have these issues. They're winning on all levels. They're winning on all levels, right? Yeah. They, they get along with each other. There's these brothers that work together. There's all these things. Well, first of all, that's not true. Yeah. I've, I've come yeah, to yeah, find yeah, out yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. even these people that I like looked idolized and looked yeah, up yeah, yeah. to and thought, oh, they've got these family businesses and they're generational long. Uh, the closer you get to it, the more you find out that it's, it's not the case. Yeah. Right. And so, um, you know, I'm truthfully, I'm still navigating some of that to this day and people yeah. around me know that like, yeah. these are still things that I'm navigating. Um, when you asked me about that, I haven't had like a jolt in the chest or a pit in my stomach until you asked me that question. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean that in a way is like, it, it matters to me. It's something yeah. that I'm still, I'm, I'm still navigating and I don't mind talking about but it. But because you felt that other people are feeling something similar of the pains or struggles or miseries that you have had to face. Right. And so like, that's how I know it's a topic that needs to be brought up and, and we need to shine some light on it because right. like you're, you're a leader, right? Like you, you put out good content, you put out information and, it's about sharing the struggles, the shining light where nobody wants to shine the light because if they shined light there, then maybe you wouldn't have the perception that every family owned business is just amazing Truth. and it's all fine and dandy. Maybe there's somebody listening about to go into business with their dad or their mom or their brother or their cousin or whatever. Um, and maybe they're, they'll have some things to chew on to really think about prior to going in, or maybe there's some safety nets that they can put in place going in that maybe wouldn't make it so messy if things didn't work out. And maybe you could speak right. on some of those, right? Well, and I, first of all, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it because yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not something I've, I've talked about a lot. Um, I, I would say that the deal with family is, is it's like you have, it, it seems like this great thing, right? Because yeah. what were we talking about a minute ago with employees, staff, partners, and all that kind of stuff, you, you have to navigate this dynamic of trust yeah. with people that you don't know. So with family, there's a built-in assumption trust. of trust, yeah. right? I don't even got to check anything. That's right. I don't got to check anything. Like this this person, whether it's your brother, your dad, your mom, your whoever, they would kill for me if it came down they to it, They love right? me. They've got my back. Right. And here's the truth. No matter what I talk about as this conversation goes forward, that, that same fact still holds true for all of my family today. Yeah. Like I can tell you this. I don't work with my, my brother anymore. But if he called me right now and, and somebody was, was threatened, I'd, I'd kill the other person. Whatever. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Uh, when his baby was born uh, three or four months ago, um, you know, there was a, there was a time where the, the baby was on a, not, I don't know, it was a ventilator, but they were in the, they were in the ICU, ICU type area. Or whatever, yeah. And it's like, and I don't, I don't say this to impress or say that I'm a good person because I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm I have to work hard to be a good person. Yeah. But like on that day when she was in there, 
I didn't fucking move until I knew everything was okay. Yeah. Right. Like that is, even though in, in through that, me and my brother were going through some shit. Like yeah. at the end of the day, you showed up when it mattered. That's right. And I'm not right. showing up because I have to, or anything like that. I'm telling the story to say, no matter what, there's that built in trust. There's yeah. a built in love. There's a built in it's there, right? Regardless. Now with that built in trust, that grandfather trust, as you said, mm-hmm. also comes a decade, two decades, three decades of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Decades of whether it be animosity about shit that happened when you were in middle school, whether it be something that happened, you know, between you and dad, you and your dad when you were a child and it was something that was Some totally not related to you. Potentially. That yeah. shit exists. Yeah. yeah. That exists. And and so when you when you get into business with family, it's so easy to walk into that and, and assume that you've got this this built in trust. But you got to also realize there's a lot of other things that are coming in the room with you. And so. My experience has been, and this is just for me, is that it all depends on you, you got to look at your relationship pre-business. Yeah. Okay. And I don't I don't want to get into like giving one, two, three steps because yeah. I haven't conquered it all. But I I wish that I would have looked back at like my my brother, my brother and my relationship as friends, my dad and my relationship as friends. I wish I would have gauged um, values, uh, core beliefs, like where we were going and where we wanted to go in life. I wish I would have judged those things ahead of time. And, and not to say that either of their ways are different or wrong mm-hmm. or, or sorry that they're wrong. They're just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we go through this evaluation when we're talking about bringing on an employee, right? Or we, we, we go through this evaluation. We're talking about bringing on a business partner, but we don't do it with family. Yeah. Right. And so I think that, I think that that's probably where a lot of issues come from. Mm. So now going back to to my family. You asked me like, like what are the struggles I've been through with that? Yeah. Right. Um, I, I would say that some of the, some of the hardest things that I've gone through is, is either not having the personal power or not having a conversation up front to be able to have the conversations about the business and what the business needs and being able to remove, you know, the, the sibling issues or the stuff from way back that you don't even know that you're operating off of. Right. You don't even know, like yeah, when, when they yeah. act a certain way in a meeting, Yeah, you know, I can say this experience with my brother. It's like, he may, you know, act a check his phone or do something in the middle of a meeting that really is, is, is I brand it as something that he pissed me off from 10 years ago. And that comes out in the middle of a meeting. PTSD, business. Yeah, that's right. And that's, and that's stri- real. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. real. There are, well, there are, there are environments, situ- even songs. You know, I was talking about this at uh, one of our masterminds with another one of the members. I was like, bro, even songs have the ability to bring up old nostalgia type feelings from high school or this, that, the other. I said, it can even bring up traumas. You know, like if if you were listening to a song or you had a song with somebody, but that person, like maybe you had a song with your spouse and that person died. Every time now that song comes on, it it can bring up an emotion. So what you're saying is they pull out the cell phone whether you know it or not, there's this emotion that can and that, surface, and that, and right? And that triggers, triggers yeah, hormones, triggers chemicals. Yes, yes. That now, now the game yes, is now it's correct. physiology. Yes, exactly right. right. So, um, and so, so yeah, let's 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 dig a bit deeper here. Um, so, I told you a minute ago that when I started in business, it was I started the uh, I went and sold roofs for my dad. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, sold roofs for him, um, and and made my first bit of money and. I don't know if you caught this, but I said there was a moment where I recognized that I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That was that that was some of that was I just wanted to do that my own thing. But some of it was, you know, me and my dad couldn't see eye to eye on on whether it be technology, like how we wanted to grow things. Yeah. And so by me going and starting after we we, we, I sold roofs for him, I kind of did get into a partnership, not a legal partnership or anything, but I started taking on some things and I was kind of just like following that path that so many people do. Like mm-hmm. a dad starts a company or somebody footprints, starts a company. You're going to put your feet in those footprints. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. And I'd even grown up hearing my dad yeah, say yeah, like, yeah. you know, I started this business so that he can come run it. Boys and, can and, come take over that's or whatever. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I, I kind of started to, to follow in those, in those lines. And I quickly discovered that 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 wasn't for me. And it was nothing wrong with my dad. I mean, the fact is, it's almost like his switch from being a nine to five guy who climbed uh, the, the poles when the electricity went out, yeah. sparked such an inspiration in me. Alignment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it sparked such an inspiration for me that 
where he probably saw his business going, where I saw was exponentially past that mm. because he just made that transition. Whereas I saw, I was so impressioned by, you know, by a kid. It was like this big entrepreneurial mind, thing, yeah. big mind. You can do these things. These things were instilled in me from, from birth, right? You didn't Whereas, have as much as limiting beliefs. Exactly. Right. So I stepped into that role and I realized, you know, quickly, like this, this isn't something that, that I want to do. And um, I, I went and started the landscaping business and, and little did I know over the course of time that actually was, that, that bothered him that, that I mm. even went and started that landscaping business. You already had your life figured out, bro. That's right. He had it and that was the path and that's where everything was His going. His legacy was you and your brother or whoever taking over this thing that he was doing. And if you leave, you're taking everything that he was working for. Right. Right. And so, and that's where I'm going to get to in a second because that's that is not the truth, and he knows that now. But at the time, I don't I don't think he did. So yeah. like, I start doing the landscaping stuff. I go down my path, and you know, I also mentioned to you a second ago that I spent the nine ten years building that landscaping business, and then I started doing roofing, roofing. again. Yeah. But what I left out of that story, not intentionally, was I was doing it with my dad. So he was still. It was basically his business but I built a little commercial roofing module inside of that. Mm. Right. And so it seemed easier to me and me being the eldest, it was like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to step in, I'm going to help. I'm going to head this section of the because business. Because I still up. wanted yeah. my own little thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah. but, but, but not quite the courage to just go yeah. off and do my own thing. Um, and, and not because I didn't feel like I had the capabilities of it. It goes to that whole, like, you know, when you're, when you're brought up and you're in a family business and you, you think that that's your, your responsibility to carry yeah. that on, that's kind of what you, that's what you keep doing. Um, so anyways, I started, I started building that commercial leg of the business, helping with the finances and all that stuff on the residential side. And, uh, I did that for probably two years and, and went through a ton of, of personal pain and anguish because it was like, I was, I was filtering my true opinion about things. I was, I was. You just weren't being authentic to yourself. No, and uh, then that turned into misery. It did. And what yeah. it turned into was a day I can still remember where I sat. And I looked at the finances because we couldn't pay the fucking bills. The, they were eating us alive. This would have mm. been a couple of years before I would have met you guys. Arte, yeah. So um, that was probably 17, 2017. 17. Yeah. And um, I sat and I looked and I was like, why the fuck does this keep happening? Right. And so I sat down and, um, what I discovered was the, I believe it was like 80% of the profits were coming from the commercial side of things. Right. And I think it was like 90% of those were coming from my sales at that time. And I sat there and I looked at myself and I was like, what are you doing, dude? Numbers don't lie. That's right. Check the scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I sat there and, uh, and, and, and this is not a brag. Like this is, this is me putting myself through pain yeah. so that I could live inside of some sort of box that was set up and that I built. felt was right. That yeah. was supposed to. So, so anyways, the point of this is I sat there and I looked at it and whether it's, it's, it's my fault, somebody else's fault, anybody's fault. It was just the facts. Right. So mm -hmm. I sit down and at one point I realized like, there's gotta be a split. Mm -hmm. We, we, we've got to, we've got to untangle this thing. And that was roughly around 2019. That's right. That's yeah, about when we met. Yeah. You know? So I we, get, heard, we heard about some of this. Uh -huh. I, I get that, dude. It's like when you're, there's like two things here. Cause we talked, touched on a little bit earlier, dude. It's like, you know, we don't like to let people down. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're not giving that's equally, the, that's the why are we person. giving equally? You know what I mean? Right. It's like if I'm giving, giving in like all this production and then mm -hmm. there's these other entities that aren't, it's like, right. like, then we're all splitting it evenly or however it worked down. Right. Like we've had some of those tough talks here too, dude. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's tough even in partnerships, not even family. It's like, you still have love for these people. Right. And so it's like, but you don't want to let them down. So you stay silent and then you let it fester. Yeah. I guess that's what I was kind of looking for too. When I was like asking the second part of the question is like, you know, like how do you keep from those resentment festering? Cause it's usually, that's always your fault as a business owner, yeah. when you're letting resentments fester, like that's your fault. Like, right. Because you don't want to have a hard conversation because you don't want to let them down or you want to avoid confrontation. Mm -hmm. That can just, eat or you alive. Or you're just hoping that it fixes itself over a long period sure. of time. You're, yeah. Like, you hope that. Look, we'll, you don't well, want to have the business. Will, yeah, yeah. The business will end up doing good again, you know, da, 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 and uh, there'll be enough money to go around and we'll all 
sing Kumbaya and live happily ever after, right? right. You're hoping that so, shit irons itself out yeah. when it actually gets fucking worse. Yeah. You know, yes. until the yeah. point where it's just unbearable and you break. And then in some cases it actually turns out worse than just having the conversation versus letting it fester. Then you break, have, you know, a negative, super mm-hmm. negative blow up or conversation that both parties maybe say or do things uh, that they didn't want to yeah. say or do. So I'm like smiling ear to ear here because I'm sitting here going like, that's exactly where I was. That's what I've right. been doing. And even yeah. after, so like I, I, I keep looking down at my paper about it basically. But There's nothing here. fucking on the paper, bro. <laughs> I know, but I'm no, drawing you're it. You're doodling. And it, and it's, Some people uh, do better. Like when I, when I was on, yeah, when I was on sales pitches all growing up, dude, uh, I'd be like this and I'd just doodle. But I'm not... <laughs> I'm not yeah. doodling. I know, but I you, don't even you, have the, the I, pen's like, not even the clicked f- on. Do something with the damn thing if you're gonna mess with it, uh, you know. So <laughs> even after, even after I had I'd set that down or us, and this is you know getting about to the time where I met you guys, um, realized that hey, a split's got to occur. There's, yeah. there's, there's, and here's the thing. I'm gonna go back to that. Is that it's just a difference of people, how they operate, what they want, how they want their life to be designed, right? Yeah, it's what's not right that, for you might not be right for them. Absolutely. So you got to do what's right for you and but, they're going to have to do what's right for them. Right? right. And so, so if anything, as I tell the story, I just hope that anybody who's in this situation about to walk into this situation or on the other end of the situation, by the time we get to the end of the story is to maybe just take some steps a little bit earlier. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah. because here's the thing I went through a hell of a lot of pain through it and I, because and, and the most pain that I went through is knowing, yeah. is knowing that it wasn't what was best for everybody or for my family and continuing to think that everything would just turn out okay. Mm-hmm. If we made enough top line revenue, if we, if we ignored all the, th- the little things, it it'll, it'll, it'll fix yeah. it all. Yeah. Well, here's what happened in my case. A, money doesn't fix it all. B, the money didn't come in because we were so dysfunctional. Well, get, well guess yeah. what? If there was a sh- fucking shit ton of money, there would have been a ton of money to fight about. That's right. Other resentments there. So, so you so know it what? Never fixes it. In that scenario, thank God. Yeah, thank God exactly. that wasn't the case. Exactly. Because what 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 ended up is that even after I had that realization, I I half-assed like kind of these these things. Like, okay, well, I'm I'm me and my family, we're going to move to Lubbock, and that was a big deal. Like that was me moving away from you know where the family was, where we'd started the business, all that kind of stuff. We're we're going to move, but you know we'll share some of these expenses. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll keep the shop here. We'll keep doing this. We'll do that and the other. And, um, dude, I, I, I rode that train for, for nine months. Like I, I, like I, the train as in sitting on the top of the fence and not choosing a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it got to the point to where it was a do or die. Yeah. Like, like, like literally you start to have these flashes of, I'm not going to be able to provide the life like a, just a basic life for my, for my girls, if I don't stand up and it's, again, it's, it was me. And that's the thing with an entrepreneur. It's, it's you making the decisions as a yeah. leader, right? It's not yeah. whether it's my dad, my brother, my cousin, my whoever, they're not making the decisions. I'm yeah. making the decisions. What's fucked up is we have to wait till it like absolutely breaks us. Yeah. Because we use every excuse in the book to hold on. Right. And then like when it's just unbearable and you and, can't, take it anymore. Yeah, why a you change have- has to happen. <laughs> That's right. Fuck. You know, like, yeah. So like, we, we cause our own problems half the time. But it's know? like, a, it's a double-edged sword, man, because like not wanting to let people down is also a superpower. It's what pushes you to show up for your yeah. team and yeah, go out and bring true. you more business in. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. I don't want to let these people down. Like, they've entrusted me to work here and, and, and provide and, for their families. And through and that, like, you learn what yeah. you're capable of. You do. Right? So, like, that's something I'm realizing as you talk. Like, yeah. even through those times, it's like, I went out and hustled up shit. And, and, and so the the building envelope consulting thing I was telling you guys about the proprietary scoring thing that all came because through those times I was pushing so hard to bring in the revenue to make yeah. things okay that I built those relationships. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of good yeah. uh, in those moments when yeah. you're finding what your real limit is. Yeah, every superpower man has, has a, negative side to it. You know right. what I mean? Even Superman <laughs> has a fucking kryptonite dog <laughs> yeah. that makes him weak, homie. It's true, you know what I mean? This is the truth. Yeah. Our kryptonite is the exact same thing that's our also our strength in a mm-hmm. lot of cases. Yeah. It's just, again, you know, I made the story yesterday on our thing about figuring out how to turn off your emotions in business because we just go numb in business because it's so painful. So it's like, I'm just not going to tap into my emotions because the Which build is, is so hard and right. there's so much misery involved in it. 
that if you're in tune with your feelings that you'll probably quit and give up. Any sure. sane person fucking would, right. right? But when you throw up a wall to your feelings and say, I'm just not going to fucking feel right. so that I can survive in business, it's a, it's a survival mechanism. That's right. all it is. Sure. The problem is, is that wall stays up even when we go home and it's hard to connect with problem. our wife and our children or you know the people that we love and that we care about because we stopped feeling in order to survive in business to take care of the people that we love. And it's trying to figure out how do we use emotional logic in our personal lives, but just straight up logic in business, doing right. the right thing for you, your family, your employees, mm -hmm. and the business in general, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think logic wins the day most of the time. And that's where, like, you know, you walk through this. I continued to try to, to, try to make it work by just, you know, selling more, doing whatever, and got all the way to the point to where it was like something's got to be done. Yeah. You know, so it's like, the that converse that painful conversation uh, the most when you're in so much personal pain that 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 painful conversation is now easier to have than living another day as andrew ammons in the pain that he's in by not having that conversation yeah so that that goes like human beings do anything in their life for one to to either avoid, avoid pain, pain or gain pleasure yes right one yes. of the two yeah. and and so yeah you're absolutely right it's where it's where hey this is causing me a little bit of pain to not be my true self or confront these things with my family or to have these kind of cash is causing me pain, but fuck, it'd be a lot more painful to sit in front of my dad and say, Hey, I'm, yeah. uh, we've got to split everything. You've got to start paying your cell phone yeah. bill. You've got to start paying your truck bill. You know, the, the, the shop in, in this town, you've got to start paying for, I'm going to like, you know, the pain's got to get pretty bad. At least it had to, for me yeah, to have that exact that conversation, painful yeah. conversation. Yeah. Right. And so eventually, and, and I don't know how the hell we got so deep into this, but there's a point at the end yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Eventually I had to have that conversation and it was one of the ones to where it, it absolutely sucked. And, and on top of that, I had to do it by uh, zoom because it was in the middle of COVID. COVID. Oh no. So, you know, I'm trucking along and, and so I have to have that conversation. And um, it was one of those deals. My family, we, we, we don't communicate. Right. Like we don't talk things out. It's like a lot of, a lot of, uh, assumptions uh, are made, sure. you know, and, yeah, and yeah. you say something in the conversation, everybody goes home and then they, with their spouses kind of decide like, what did he really mean by that? You mm -hmm. know? So we have that conversation and, um, it, 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 there was a safety net that was cut with me, even though that whole time I was, I, I, I was driving a lot of things. Yeah. So I went straight into business, right? It's like, okay, here we go. I've done this with the landscaping company. I'm about to do it with this one. So I'm straight business, right? Yeah. And so this 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 opened up a, a period of, of my life to where my parents didn't hardly speak to me for almost a year. Yeah. So like my dad, who was extremely close to my daughter, um, he stopped coming around. He uh -huh. stopped coming to, to you know where we were. It was something that was very difficult for my wife, not as much for me, not because I don't love my family, but because I was in, you know, survival mode. Like we're in the middle emotional, of COVID. Emotional wall was put up. It like was up. We just talked about. Yeah. This is this is black I don't and feel white. No more. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. so, so you know, we went through a period of that, and um, and I was pushing my deal. Of course, my dad started doing his deal, and there was a lot of animosity. There wasn't there there wasn't much communication back and forth. Um, I was able to to begin to, which what every entrepreneur wants to do is to come into their own, right? To 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 be able to really run their show the way that they think's best, right, wrong, or indifferent, be able to do their thing. Right. So I was able to do that. I I I got some of this separation. Um, again, there were a lot of hurt feelings. I had my my brother who was kind of and not intentionally, but playing both sides. Like he was, mm -hmm. you know, he was he was working for me, but then he was also you know staying close and to to dad and how yeah. how everything was going, and um. And, and it was tough. Like it was, it was tough for a long time. And, uh, at one point, once I kind of came through on the other side and opportunities with the business started picking up, because I mean, here's the truth. Like you're not going to get what you want out of life. If you can't be yourself, yeah. if you're not yourself, you're not being authentic to you. You're not going to attract the people that you need. You're not going to make the deals that you need to make. You're not going to take the risks that you need to. And so once I started doing that, yes, we had plenty of challenges. Don't get me wrong. Like there was plenty of stuff and continues to be stuff but I started building uh, more relationships in the town that I was in. I started building more opportunities. Um, he started um, doing more. So we were doing specifically roofing at the time. Yeah. He started in the small community he lives in, 
doing more um, residential remodels and building homes and doing a little bit okay. of roofing here and there. And uh, went into straight construction and, mode. And, and, and got full control of his bank accounts because I was managing all of that at that time. Mm. And, and, and slowly, but surely I started picking up tidbits from my brother that, you know, dad's got you know, two or three houses he's building right now. He's got these remodels going. He's got all this stuff happening. I was like, man, this is, this is cool. It's great. I'm so glad. Cause I've been carrying, you know, for nine months, this guilt, yeah. even though I know in my mind, my dad can take care of himself, but this yeah. guilt that like I've done something wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I start to start to, you know, we start talking a little bit more, right. And I'm doing my thing and we don't really talk about work too much. Uh, because that would clearly bring up issues, right? It would bring, bring up some PTSD stuff. Um, so anyways, long story short, we we were talking one day on the back porch. I don't remember where we were. And um, I, I break into the conversation. You know, I'm asking him about, um, I'm asking about how are things going? You got, I hear you got some remodels going, you know, all this stuff. And he starts telling me a little bit about him and I can see in him like he's lit up. He's like he's starting, he's, he's, he's starting to yeah. posture up. Yes, and and like, but, yeah. but, but he's excited about There's what he's life. doing. Yeah. There's like life into him when he's speaking now. And even more life than there was when we were working together. Yeah. And so at one point in the conversation, it rolls off his, his, his tongue. He says, uh, he says, I'm doing better than I ever have. Yeah. I mean, and that I have in a long time as far as mm-hmm. the number of jobs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I remember when he said that and I was thinking like, Wow. That's so, so all we needed was that, mm-hmm. that little bit of separation and to realize that just because we're family and just because that was the original plan doesn't mean that we have to be so stubborn to be miserable and yeah. run down that road. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, together. Yeah. And so, so that happens and not a month and a half later, as I've begun to find more relationships and I'm, I'm building, you know, more, I talked about re- residential development and some of the real estate stuff we're doing. Um, I ended up with a couple of partners buying a, uh, a sizable piece of land uh, in my hometown and uh, as the developer this go around. And um, right now, me and my partners are in talks with my dad building 100 homes for us. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, that and, is cool. And, yeah. and, and, and it's one it's of like those coming full circle, full yeah. circle. Right. And yeah. and so so the, the point of that is, is that we're both going to experience more of what we want in life, more success, uh, from being separate yeah. in business. Mm. But it, Absolutely. but it, but it took a lot of hard conversations and a lot of, uh, of bullshit to get there. It reminds mm. me of a lesson I learned in marriage counseling when I had my first failed marriage and my therapist, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but dependency breeds hostility. And so mm-hmm. if your dad is like, let you kind of like go lead the charge on getting all this business, but then now he's totally unfulfilled because he's dependent on you bringing in the and business. You know what? That was, yeah. He doesn't want to be the one that feels dependent on someone else. And you don't want to feel like the dude that everyone's dependent on you, not doing their share. Right. And so this hostility gets, you know, mm-hmm. formed, you know, and if you don't become aware of it, you can't have the conversation, right. You know, but, and so shit just festers, yeah. you know? And so, um, but now he's got his own dependency, dude. He's doing his own things. Yep. You, you've got your own dependency. He's paying no his own damn bills. <laughs> You're no longer <laughs> monitoring his bank account. You know, this is true. Which, which talking about the codependency yeah, thing, like yeah, yeah. that. Think about what that did for him, and for yeah. you know whatever yeah. reason there wasn't like alive a, again, man. That's, there wasn't a good succession plan. Like yeah. this is how this is going to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. So the advice that you would have, my advice. Is, just never go into business with family. <laughs> uh, so episode over. That's right. That's it. advice. It's good as gold. <laughs> Take it to the yeah, bank. Because I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to nah. go deep into it, but, yeah. but my brother and I don't work together anymore either. Yeah. And we're not going to go through that whole story. Uh, not because I don't want to, because we'd be here for a minute. Yeah. Um, so for and me, we got to get some rest. Bro. That's right. We got, we got some, some running got some to miles do. to get tomorrow, baby. <laughs> so my personal experience based off of me is that it doesn't work. Yeah. Period. It doesn't yeah. work. I, as yeah, a, you, you can only speak from your perspective. That's right? all I can speak from. And yeah. here's the thing. My, I'm a dominant force. And what I've learned about myself, especially when it comes to, to the family, I'm not a alpha male to where it's like, it's gotta be my way. Yeah. But we don't operate well in that space where Andrew's got to be the lead. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so for me, it didn't work, but here's what I would say is that, you win it if, if you are in business with family and you're trying to figure out what, what to do and you, yeah. you think you need out. You went into business with these people because you love them. And what I would challenge a lot of people to consider is maybe the most loving thing to do is to separate. 
And even though you may think that it's all selfish, you got to sometimes you got to look at yourself and you've got to look at the other, the the other party in this situation say, who's happy. And is there a scenario in which if we went through some temporary pain that each of us could come out the other and happy? Yeah. I'd say that number one, I would say number two is do not, um, do not utilize that built in trust that you have for your family to be a prerequisite for whether or not they have a skill set to do the job. Yeah. Okay. Because I've, I've done that too, to where it's like, cause that's a huge thing, right? We're in, as, as business owners, we're constantly wondering like what saber tooth tiger is going to jump over the fucking rock and just get on the jugular. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's going to happen. That's just right. Which rock is it going to fucking come out? So, of so, so that insecurity, like that, yeah. that brings the need to have people around you, you trust. Well, also, I mean, as I listened to it, I was also kind of just thinking, I was like, you know, like in business, just in general, there's already a billion problems, right? Right. And so that was just one. And it's like, do I really want to have that conversation and have another problem? And you think that it's going to create more issues in reality. It's going to iron out the wrinkles and create less problems. Now, does that mean that there's going to be no friction when it happens. Of course, friction has to increase for it mm-hmm. to eventually then decrease, right? right? And so it has to come to a head. Well, and you know that that, that brings up another thought. Like maybe maybe point three. Like where's my PowerPoint at? Um, <laughs> right? Like oh no, you can do the fingers like I was doing. Right, you know right. why are you pointing? So at point you? three is what what you know I said a minute ago. Like what is the relationship pre business? And you think about like two people that come to mind for me are Andy and Sal Frisella. Right. Yeah. And, and what, yeah. what my yeah, basic, they've, underst- done a, they've done a great job. It yeah, looks and, like, but here's you know, my understanding yeah. from being near them, listening to them is that when they were young, when there was a conflict, they, they duked it out. They had a fight. Yeah. Conflict resolved. Well, next I, day, I've go to work. They, they've had some of those screaming, <laughs> uh, right. You know, body bumping matches at first form. And so, right. So, like it's just part of the process, but that's how they handle their confrontations. So, right? so maybe the point is, is just being able to handle confrontation. Cause yes. like I can yeah. speak only yes. for myself with yeah. me and my brother. We don't, we don't, we're still learning how to handle conflict. Yeah. yeah. We weren't, you know, seven years old, eight years old, 12 years old, whatever. It, hey boys, get out there, kick each other's ass. And yeah. they're going to show up tomorrow morning yeah. and get back to whatever the family mission is. Yeah. If you've got that in your life, I feel like you've got a better chance. Yeah. Is, 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 is so if you're going to go on business with your family, put it in the operating, operating agreement that if there's a disagreement, you walk outside and fuck each other up. Yes. And, and have, have the capital for there. a boxing ring. Yes. Like let's, let's yeah. enter, <laughs> enter, but you know, <laughs> add in on the loan. If, since we were talking about loans earlier, if you're getting a loan for the business, <laughs> add in the boxing ring. Yes. You got to yeah. have it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you really just make the better part of this conversation about family business? Yeah, pretty That's much, not, bro. And and it was, I thought, really, really I fucking good. Very, no, dude, it was it's such an a important topic. topic. It yeah. is. I and literally think we created a new niche, bro. A new niche. Niche? Is it niche, 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 niche or niche? Adam Niche? <laughs> hey, bro, well, we're thinking thing. about you, bro. There's family therapists, but there's not family business therapists, bro. Right? You can head that up, dude. You know You've been oh. through. So, the, so uh, maybe there is, actually. I've just never seen it. That's right. That's right. I'm going into business. Like, hey, man, between us, we've gone through all this shit, and we're going to yeah. counsel you together yeah. today. No, right. um, have you guys Dude, fought yet? Dude, it's such a huge <laughs> thing, though, bro. Like, I, I tried to do business with my family, and mm-hmm. I know people talk to us all the time about some of these struggles. Yeah. So I think it was a really valuable conversation yeah. today. So. Dude, if people want to just uh, link up with you, if they have questions about it, maybe they're going through something, and it's very specific, and they they value uh, your advice or your opinion or perspective, and they want to reach out to you uh, about anything that was said right. on today's podcast. Where do the, where do they reach out uh, to you? I'd say easiest. What's your cell phone? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, social uh, data. Yeah, social what else do you need? You know, um, we're, we talked about trusting family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't so trust just, those, we're we're taking all the trust out of the equation here. Uh, <laughs> I would say probably easiest is is Instagram. Yeah. Uh, uh, at Andrew C. Ammons. Uh, you can go to andrewammons.com as well. It's got all my social handles and all that kind of stuff on it. And, and mostly I, I focus on Instagram because it's easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've uh, you're one platform man, dude. You can't date multiple I, platforms I, I, at a I time. Lived, I lived the life a, a while back of the multiple platform. Well, there's to keep all social media polygamy is what they call it. You know, I there's like seven different pa- platforms and yeah, you're married no. to all of them. Polygamy means you're, you have multiple wives. I see. No, yeah. no. So you got multiple platforms. No. You're Instagram is, is easy. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ralph, we appreciate you coming yeah, up thanks. and uh, first off, getting the show in. 
um, and getting some miles in with us We're tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll, we'll see. We'll see yeah. how that goes. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I thought it was. I thought it was a fucking banger, it. bro. Yeah. I thought. I thought there was a lot of great talking yeah. points and a ton, a ton of value, which means you, the listener, because now it's time for you to share the show with people that you love and care about. And if you're in a business partnership with your family, share this, especially if there's some resentments festering. Yeah, just make sure you my know, family doesn't see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Apple, there's only a few people who do not it's let like download this. Those. Anyone with the last name Ammons, <laughs> you know. So, no, for real, we appreciate you coming out. Hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Um, as always, keep kicking ass. See you next week. <laughs>